hopefully this all works. What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome y'all to the Union Underground Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are up to three episodes, so this is going to be episode number three. And the listens for the first two shows are climbing daily in listens. So thank you so much for that, man. We are gaining some traction out there, which is awesome. Totally awesome. Um, I am super excited about this show in particular and future shows from here on out because uh, we have gotten ourselves... Um, as I called it on my Facebook page, my personal page, I call this the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla of Podcasting Equipment. Uh, we have uh, gotten ourselves this nice little uh, toy here called the Roadcaster Pro. Um, this thing does everything. It's amazing. Um, it's an all-in-one podca- podcasting studio with a four-channel mixing board, Bluetooth connection, and an eight-button sound pad. That uh, is actually a dual sound pad, so for eight uh, buttons, eight buttons, I can put two sound effects in each one. Um, so it's just a push of the button on it, which makes it awesome to do. We can even adjust music, the Bluetooth, for background music. Uh, it just it makes my job seventy five percent easier. It's just really getting the smoothing us down of it all and everything which i have been practicing with it but it'll just get smoother as we go uh but it's really cool like the the buttons and stuff i can um just uh a little crowd noise going on there a uh, little oddball sounds pretty cool huh and even the intro we can play the intro whenever we want to i mean of course when we start the show the bluetooth I can adjust the volume there on the mixing board. This thing is just amazing. My phone's going through it. Got a new mic for it. Everything, a nice little mic stand. So even if I hit the table, it's not uh, bumping the mic. So, man, we are good to go. We are set up here. Getting a little more professional looking, I guess, even though this is just in little side room closet area that I do this show in. But anyways, uh, before we get started, uh, let's uh, do the quick rundown like we normally do on the last two shows and... I've I think pretty much every podcast does it starting out. Um, if you got questions, comments, suggestions, you want to request a topic, or uh, maybe want to be on the show sometime, um, uh, <clears throat> just lost my spot. Got a little dry throat today. I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe allergies and stuff. But anyways, uh, yeah, questions, comments, suggestions, want to request a topic, or maybe you just want to be on the show, get at me over there on the Facebook uh, text me if you uh, have my number, and if not, you can always shoot me an email at the Union Underground Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, be sure to like and share us on Facebook or Parlor. Uh, sorry, we do not have Twitter, Instagram, or MeWe or any other social media platform. Uh, also, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you are listening on for the newest show upload when it happens. And uh, we are currently on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Breaker, Podcast, and Republic Radio. I'm sorry, Public. Yeah, Radio Republic. There we go. Radio Republic. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's uh, get on to all while we're here because this is um, – I'm, I'm really trying to condense these shows down to a little bit shorter. I think the last two shows were like 50 minutes or maybe a little bit after – I'm really trying to get this stuff down to um, a, a shorter show. Um, 
I don't want to bore people with just what feels like rambling like I'm doing right now. Uh, so we're just going to jump right into this here today. Um, I had mentioned on uh, my Facebook page that uh, this episode we're going to be talking about 72-hour emergency kits um, for this topic. Um, I know in the last show I said that we're going to kind of do a journey thing with a grid-down situation, but I don't want people to... Uh, I don't want to feel like I'm jumping the gun on things. Um, I know uh, I did mention in the first episode, and I've been promoting to people that um, I want this show to be uh, basically starting from ground zero and working our way up to survive, full-on survivalist, grid down, we're off the grid, you know, the world's come to an end. So uh, I think we need to slow it down a little bit, and uh, let's just build our build up to that, all right? So we're gonna uh, today we're going to talk about just the basic um, start of prepping. And the first thing you want to do when you start prepping is you want to uh, start working towards a 72 hour emergency kit for your home. Uh, why, what, and how is a 72 hour kit emergency kit? You may be asking. All right. So why do I need one? Simply imagine trap being in your home, uh, more specifically a safe room, like a closet or a bathroom, um, in your home for a few days due to like a tornado or a natural disaster. And you cannot get out. You may be trapped in there, and it does happen, especially if uh, you live in our region of the country down here in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas. We're in Tornado Alley. Um, out west, we've got uh, earthquakes, and we've actually been in earthquakes here too, but you just never know. Um, where did I lose my spot? There we go. What is a 72-hour emergency kit? It's a kit that we are going to build in case any of those such scenarios happen to take place in our general area. And how do I get one or build one? Well, that's what today's show is all about. And just a real quick side note on the get one part um, of the last question that we had asked about uh, how do I get one or build one. Um, y'all know I've been very open about buying prepackaged kits. So if you choose to go that route, that's cool. But I guarantee you, you will be out more money changing things out to suit you and your family's needs. In my opinion, it's better to build a custom kit to your needs from ground zero and build it as you go. Um, you'll buy stuff, you'll put stuff in there and then you'll go, you know what? I don't need that. Let's change it out and put this in here instead. Or you might find a better quality, um, piece of equipment or supplies that you need. All right, so so now imagine you and your family are sitting at home one evening. Your phone and TV is constantly going off for weather warnings and watches. The weatherman start to say, uh, whatever area you're in, uh, you need to take cover. Uh, but the power goes out, and suddenly you hear what sounds like a freight train coming down the street. Um, now it's time to move into action. Um Another little side note on survival for a tornado. Um, safely raise as many windows as you can before taking cover. Um, this will actually create a vent in your house and not pressurize your home, uh, which is what causes most damage in uh, some cases for total destruction of your home. It sounds crazy, but I was taught in my CERT training class um, that this is a, a good... Uh, thing to do it'll the the wind will pass through versus uh closing in the home and making it uh implode on pressure and everything uh thank the good lord above i have not been uh not had to test that theory yet um so you know it's it's 
either way you go, you're going to be in a tornado. So, you know, if, if any, you know, tip and tricks might help, it's better than not trying it. So take it for what you want. Um, now back to that 72 hour kit we've been, we're going to talk about, uh, first thing out the cannon about this kit is keep a list of these items that we're going to uh, name off and dates of when it was added, uh, especially any expiration dates, uh, for any item for easy reference and even batteries that we'll be talking about a little bit later. Um, and you're going to want to put that list, uh, on the top of your kit or, um, Basically, when you open up your kit, that's the first thing you're going to see. So it's just easy access. Um, and it's right there with everything. Um, now, do y'all remember, uh, uh, I believe it was the last episode on bug out bags. What was uh, a couple of the first things we talked about that uh, we need to make sure that we have um, for our uh, bug out bags? If you said food and water, very, very good. Um, so we're going to go right into the water easy enough right hold up oh sorry i'm the button there <clears throat> maybe i should just not have my hand on the uh mixing board right now anyways um water uh simple enough uh you're gonna need uh one gallon of water per day per head in the household so you got four people living in the house you need four gallons of water per day um for a three-day kit. All right, 72 hours is three days. So uh, that's going to be uh, 12 gallons of water. Now, I know nobody's going to drink 12 gallons of water, you know, or at least a gallon of water a day, but that's what, you know, we should aim for. And plus, you'll have extra water for cleaning and stuff, too, if you don't go through that whole gallon. Um, me and my house here, we keep uh, five one-gallon jugs of distilled water, and we uh, always have three to four cases of bottled water at all times stored up. Um, that... It's not allowed to be touched. Um, I can even say that uh, we've had arguments in the house about it, and I'll get up and I'll go to the store and buy water just so that water's not touched because it's a very, very bad habit to get into because you start taking a little bit here and there, and before you know it, you have depleted your stock, and it, it can happen. Um, also, with the water, um, flavor additives are uh, good to have on hand too. Um, so take that in, or keep that in consideration. Um, those little uh, Mia drop things that you can shoot in there even a little instant kool-aid mixers crystal light stuff like that there um i know water can get old after a while but you know when you're trying to survive you know water's gonna be great but especially for the kids kids get tired of drinking water i know mine do all the time because we, we have them drink a lot of water but um just anything to make the water flavorful you know for everybody uh going into food and let me tell you guys right now, I apologize if this mic sounds like it's cutting in and out. I'm not going to know until after I'm done recording. And typically, I don't know because I don't go back and listen to the show. Um, I just basically record and hit um, upload and we're off to the races with the show and y'all are listening to it. But anyways, going on to food now. All right. Food. You are going to need three meals per head per day. So three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um once again, family of four would be 12 mils. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and with kids, uh, they typically eat on a set schedule we set for them as parents and then some. So don't forget the snacks, all right? I know my five-year-old eats like two breakfasts before daycare, and then he eats a third breakfast when he gets to daycare. Uh, so, yeah, kids eat, and God help us when, when they are teens, 
But I digress. Teens eat a lot. I know I did. Um, now I know a lot of folks um, say stay away from pop top cans like SpaghettiOs because um, they uh, leak. But uh, honestly, what isn't a pop top anymore? And I've honestly never seen one leak. That's just me. Um, but canned goods such as that, SpaghettiOs, beefaronis, um, raviolis, stuff like that, are good to keep in your 72-hour kit um, for the kids and for people to eat on. Um, man, I wish the thing had a... Uh, when I read it, it uh, like highlights for me so I know where I'm at. Um, I think... Uh, I do believe that those type of cans will be okay. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um just be sure to check on them from time to time, like when you rotate seasonal clothes out. And we'll talk about clothes in a second, too. Um, also, when you buy canned goods uh, at the uh, buy canned goods to store um, while you're at the store, um, check on the cans um, there. Run your hand around them anytime we pick up cans, even if we're just buying them to eat throughout the week. Um, we grab them and we rotate them in our hands to feel for any dents and stuff in the um, in the cans. Stay away from dented cans. Um, remember these foods are going to be in storage for an indefinite amount of time. Dented cans can lead to botulism and no one needs or wants food poisoning during a crisis. And, uh, don't forget three days of food for any of your furry sidekicks you have, like your dogs, your cats. Um, you definitely want to keep a small bag of extra food, even food in a Ziploc bag, stick it in there. Uh, be sure to rotate that out. Check the expiration date on the bag that you're pouring from. Um, when it gets close to that expiration date, go ahead and feed that to them and then do some of the fresh food and replace it. Um, so we definitely want to keep food for our uh, animals. Make sure they're safe. Um, also keep this in mind. Uh, this is where you and your family can be picky about your food. Um, this is not an SHTF or a Tawaki situation. Hold up. Wait a minute. Exactly. Tawaki. You're probably saying that too. Uh, what is that? T-E-O-T-W-A-W-K-I, Tiawaki. It stands for the end of the world as we know it. And you're going to hear me make those references later in future shows and stuff. But bottom line is, is that we're not dealing with a Tawaki or SHTF shit hit the fan situation here. We are um, just dealing with a minor setback, you know, um, so be picky. Pick what you want. You know, don't go putting steak in there. You know, that ain't going to hold up. But um, you can be a little bit more picky with your uh, 72-hour kit versus what you're buying for long-term uh, survival with a grid down. Um, also, remember, non-perishable foods need to go in there. Uh, energy bars for fillers. Uh, you want to get something with some ener uh, energy bars, like your Cliff Bars, high-protein bars for nutrients and stuff that you're going to need uh, for your um, three-day lockdown when you're maybe possibly trapped in your home or in your safe room. Um, and also don't forget snacks, extra snacks for everyone. All right. Not just for the kids, even though I mentioned that earlier, but definitely for everyone, just to kind of snack on throughout the day, peanut butter, crackers, stuff like that. Um, also, this is going to be one of the few times that, uh, I will, uh, vouch for freeze dried or dehydrated emergency food kits. They're okay. Um, but just remember, um, you are possibly going to be trapped in rubble and you'll need a fire to heat up water to uh, cook those um, dishes. So that's going to create a huge hazard uh, being in all that rubble and uh, a little fire and everything. But if you're okay with that, 
that's cool, but also uh, taking consideration carbon monoxide fumes and fumes of breathing that fire. Totally your choice. Um, so, you know, take that at what it's worth. You know, do your research on that. Uh, we keep just regular canned good foods and stuff like that and things that are prepackaged. We don't, we, we do have some emergency kits, but that's for in a situation where we got full control, or not full control, we have full access to our house and, you know, we got a fireplace and we can boil water if we need to for stuff like that. A ventilation system, basically. Um, on to equipment that you are going to want to need. Um, we're going to keep this uh, list uh, pretty basic as possible. It's going to seem like a long list, but honestly, it's not. Uh, when you get down to it and you put it all together, it's it's doesn't take up a lot of room. Um, I feel like that music is way up too loud. It's really loud in my headphones. Sorry. All right. I'm still learning this machine, guys. I'm 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 sorry about that. We will get all the kinks worked out of it, I promise, though. Um, we are into equipment now. <clears throat> Things you're going to want to keep in your 72-hour kit. This is where you want to break out the uh, pen and paper if you haven't already got it out right and stuff down. If you're taking notes. Hopefully you are. Um, just some ideas to put in there. Uh, this is not set in stone. Now, everything that I've got listed on here, definitely you're going to want to put in there. Um, things that you want to add later or now, you know, that's up to you. And if you can think of anything that you think would be great to put in there, email me. Let me know. I'll add it to the show. You know, I'm not above learning. I have said before, I am no expert at this. I'm just simply passing along information that I've learned on prepping and surviving, I'm passing it on to you because I do believe that in most of our lifetimes now, we are going to be in a situation to where we are going to have to live on what we've got stored up. And that's as far as I'm going to take that because I told you I'm not going to get political on this show. But back to equipment. You are going to want to have flashlights. And I'm not talking about a flashlight, flashlights. That is plural, all right? Multiple flashlights. Um, even camping lamps, battery-powered camping lamps with LED lights in them. Um, I do know Walmart carries some cheap little flashlights at like a dollar each. Um, once again, this is not a grid-down situation. This is not an end of the world. This is not SHTF. This is just a natural disaster where we're trapped in our house waiting on rescuers to come. So just uh, the little cheap flashlights at Walmart that cost a buck, they run on three AAA batteries. Um, they work great. We have a bunch of those here, and I i don't want to say they're waterproof, but they, they look waterproof. I just haven't tested that theory. Maybe I should try that later. But um, they're great little flashlights in the camping section. A buck each. You can't go wrong there. Um, and uh, camping lamps. Get those. Uh, use those, too, if you want to. Um, and once again, extra batteries. Also, glow sticks are great. Uh, definitely want to get the uh, good ones, not the... Not the kids' ones. They uh, sell some glow sticks, uh, survival glow sticks, industrial strength glow sticks on Amazon. Um, I don't have those. We don't use those. Um, I want to be able to uh, hide my light and turn my light off at the flick of a switch if I need to to uh, be invisible, basically, in the darkness. I don't want to draw attention to myself. Um, also, a portable phone charger. Uh, that's one of those things that you're going to want to make sure that you, uh, you check every so often to make sure that it still has a charge on it. Because um, if you're trapped in a closet or something, chances are you don't have power at your house to charge your phone. Um, 
want to put a one manual can opener or a P38. Uh, P38, um, for those of y'all that don't know, is a military uh, can opener. You can pick those up for like a buck at the Army Surplus Store. They're super cheap. I have a ton of them laying around here. Um, we have them in all of our bags, our bug out, or our bug out supply closet, or not our bug out, our storage supply closet where we keep our food and everything. Um, definitely want to have a manual can opener for your canned goods if you have canned goods in your um, in your kit, your 72-hour kit. Also want to do a first aid kit. Now, this here you can DIY it and build your own. That's cool. Or you can just buy an OTC kit. That's going to be fine. Remember, we're just trapped for a few days at most. Uh, just kind of camping out in the rubble of our home. Uh, OTC medication, over-the-counter medication, Tylenol, ibuprofen, um, even some allergy medicine if you, you suffer from allergies. Uh, a battery-powered or hand-crank radio with a weather band. Now, that's something that you're going to want to keep in your um, in your emergency kit so you can uh, listen to what's going on around, uh, more weather updates. Um, usually, they come on the radio with information that you're going to need, um, especially if you're trapped. They might tell you how to uh, reach someone you know, and get, get a message out that you're uh, trapped under some rubble and stuff. Um, we keep a small ham, uh, small handheld ham radio in our kit. Um, it's for an as- absolute last ditch effort for communication. And that's if the communication towers are down and our phones have no charge on them with our power, portable power for our phones, uh, gone. Um, we, we have that. I keep it charged up. Um, so you can buy those. They're real cheap on Amazon. Just, uh, the bow, 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 whatever they're called. They, um, they make a pretty good little radio. Uh, just know that the, the, um, antennas on them are pretty crappy. You might want to upgrade that antenna, but you can grab some, uh, signals and stuff to, uh, communicate with other ham operator, ham, ham operators out there, man. I tongue twisted today. Uh, which seems like every show. Anyways, uh, you're definitely going to put a knife in there and a multi-tool. Um, knife needs to be a uh, either a um, fixed blade or a uh, spring blade. Um, that doesn't really matter. Once again, not surviving or not uh, a major survival situation. It's just a few days down. Uh, wet wipes for cleaning. Definitely want to have wet wipes because depending upon the time of the year or just how dirty it gets, um, you're going to want to try to stay clean as much as possible. So, uh, wet wipes, definitely. Uh, hand sanitizer. Let's keep that in there. Um, if you wear contacts, such as me and my wife, um, spare case and a small bottle of contact saline solution. Um, even spare glasses. Put an old pair of glasses. If you got them, um, I know every time I go to the eye doctor, they give me a prescription for glasses. I buy a new pair of glasses and I keep the old ones. So, we have uh, spare glasses in um, our kit. Uh, toothbrush and toothpaste for everyone. Um, well, toothbrushes for everyone and then toothpaste that everybody can share. You don't, don't think anybody wants to share a toothbrush. Um, also, another good thing to have in your kit is going to be a whistle for uh, signaling rescue crews. Um, and I'll get into that in just a minute as far as how the rescue crews work based on experience here with it. Um, but definitely put you a good whistle in there um, to uh, be able to, if you start hearing voices and stuff, you can blow that whistle. They'll follow the sound, come find you if you're trapped. Um, this next item here, um, I keep it in ours. I keep it in bug out bags. 
Um, it's really just kind of a um, seasonal thing, but bug spray such as off, um, you're going to want to put that in there, especially after a, like a tornado, because usually tornado means there's rain. And if you're in Texas or in the uh, Midwest, rain in our tornado season's about to crank up here in March, April, May. You're uh, looking at uh, heat. And the heat with the mugginess and the rain, you get mosquitoes. So definitely want some uh, bug spray there to keep the mosquitoes off of you. And definitely uh, try to prevent getting West Nile. Um, A roll of toilet paper. Always got to have some toilet paper. Um, One thing that I, I always tell people is take your roll of toilet paper, take that little cardboard piece out the middle. And then you can push your cardboard down. I mean, not the cardboard, the toilet paper roll down and flatten it and then stick that in a Ziploc bag. That'll help keep it dry and it'll save space uh, in your kit. Um, So keep that in mind while you're uh, putting that together. Um, If you're on any prescriptions, um, like I am, um, you're going to want to store three days worth of your medicine in your kit. So make sure that uh, you uh, get yourself an extra little side little pill bottle or an extra pill bottle. Put three days worth of medication in there. Stick it off in your kit. Um, photocopies of your ID, credit, debit cards. All right. Um, the reason I put that on there is because in an emergency, um, honestly, when you got kids, you got animals, you're in a panic. It's, it's kind of a panic mode, but you're really trying to. You need really need to stay calm. But natural human reaction, we want to panic. Um, in an emergency, you're not thinking about your wallet. Ladies, you're not thinking about your purse. That's just not the first thing to come to mind. So I would make a photocopy of the front and back of IDs and a photocopy of the front and back of your credit and debit cards. Uh, put them in a Ziploc bag, put them in your uh, kit too. That way, um, when everything's you know, possibly gone, um, you've got that form of identification. You've got credit card numbers to go get a hotel if you need to, because they can manually type that stuff in and get you taken care of because at least your money's in the bank and it's electronic. So you still got your money and you can go somewhere. Um, plus, uh, any vaccinations and shot records for your pets, put that in that bag with your IDs and your credit card uh, copies there. Um, cause, uh, need to show that your, your pets are not, you know, got rabies or anything so yeah vaccinations and shot records for any pets um and speaking of our fur babies uh toys you let's put some uh extra toys in there for the uh for the animals um it does help keep them occupied it keeps them calm um because animals do stress um a lot of people say they don't they do um also, if you have kids like the most of us, um, coloring books, some crayons, uh, some games, even a uh, Walmart has like the little small games, you know, um, the miniature size games, something to keep the kids be, uh, busy and occupied because they're going to be freaking out and scared. Um, even uh, some old toys, go in their closet, go in their bedroom, find some toys that you don't see them playing with as much, um, stick them with your kit, uh, keep them occupied and, and, and busy. Um also remember, as parents, it's our job to stay strong for our children whenever they are uh, when when something like this is going down, keeping them, uh, letting them know that everything's going to be okay, and they're going to be they're going to be safe. Uh, on to clothing and bedding. Let's see here. Sorry, I keep glancing over to look at the timestamp on this here. Like I said, I'm trying to keep this shorter for everybody. Um. 
change of clothes for everyone plus extra undergarments and extra socks. Now, when I say extra undergarments and then I say extra socks, um, when I say extra socks, I say extra socks. Um, the reason for that is you want to keep your feet dry, dry as possible. Um, but definitely a change of clothes, um, extra undergarments, um, bras, panties, boxers, briefs, whatever you wear. Um, a couple, few extra pairs of those. And then um, however many extra undergarments you put in there, double that for socks. That's my rule of thumb. Um, also to remember to rotate your, uh, your regular clothes, like just your outer clothes. Uh, rotate with seasonal changes. Uh, plus at that time you want to check food expiration dates. Check your list that you've put on the, you've either taped to the top of your box or you've set on top of everything inside your uh, container with your kit. Um, but definitely want to rotate clothes out because uh, I don't think anything would be worse than it be, I don't know, uh, July, August, and something happens and you're trapped in, you know, a, a room and all you got is hoodies and coats to change into and it's blistering hot outside. Uh, so definitely want to uh, change your clothes with the seasons. Uh, you want to put in there blankets and bedding. Um uh, blankets, fleece blankets, any kind of blankets. I know most ho- households have tons of blankets and closets and stuff. Grab those blankets, put them with your kit. Um, if you can spring forward, if uh, money's not really a major factor, uh, I know some people it is. And like I said before, I'm not here to get you to spend a ton of money. I try to make this here as much as I can for folks on a budget um, because a lot of people are. Um, so... But for people that can um, spring for it and they can get one, or if, even if you got an extra one, you know, and you've already got one, um, air mattress, a large air mattress uh, with a battery-powered uh, pump um, or a hand pump, you know, to pump that up, some, some delay on and, and rest um, as much as possible. Um, some spare shoes uh, for everyone, spare pairs of shoes for everyone. Um, what I would do is... Uh, Kids, it's a little bit trickier because, I mean, kids go through shoes. Like, it seems like I feel like I'm buying my son's shoes almost every other week. Um, But uh, anything, flip-flops, shoes, galoshes, boots, anything, just keep an extra pair for at least one extra pair of shoes for everyone with your kit, close by your kit. Um, Don't necessarily have to go in the kit because I know mixing dirty shoes with food products and stuff. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that, but definitely keep extra shoes with your kit close by. Um, once again, seasonal things, coats, hoodies, and winter clothing gear for colder seasons. Uh, once again, that's a rotating thing. Rotate it as the year, uh, as the or as the seasons change throughout the year. Um, also, you want to keep rain gear uh, with your kit. This is a year-round thing. Um, ponchos, rain suits, um even um, lawn and garden black trash bags work. You can just poke holes in them and put arms through and heads through, and it works. And they're pretty strong and sturdy. Um, so, uh, and ponchos are cheap too. They're they're super duper cheap. Um, now some extras uh, that we uh, going to talk about real quick. Um, I know not everyone is pro gun, and don't worry, I'm not going to talk smack. I'll save that for another day and time. Just not on the show. Uh, but to each their own. And if you are a good old gun-loving family such as mine, stick a firearm in your kit. Not elsewhere. Stick it in your kit. All right? 
um, and extra ammo. Some extra uh, magazines in there and clips with extra am- boxes of ammo. Um, keep it in there because God forbid something happens like unwanted guest, and it typically does with scavengers, people looting in a, uh, a disaster area. Um, they, they, they look at it as taking advantage of uh, weakened people in a crisis. Um, you're going to want self-defense. So I definitely uh, keep a firearm with our kit, with our stuff. Um, if you have guns and you are your pro gun, I suggest do that. Um, a uh, another extra thing. Now, this is not; these are not things that must go in your kit. These are just things that are ideas and extra things that you could put with your kit. Um, a tarp and some paracord. Um, you're going to hear me talk about paracord just about on every episode because paracord is awesome. Um, but the tarp and the paracord, you can use that to build some extra shelter while you're trapped. Like if the rain's leaking through the rubble, um, you can string that tarp up and create a little um, little rooftop for you to uh, keep y'all keep keep you and your family dry. Um, this next piece here, I was uh, kind of on the fence about. Um, so I'll go ahead and put it in here. Um, a hatchet or an axe to try to dig your way out of the rubble, chopping stuff, you know, and, and moving stuff around, pushing stuff out of the way. Um, but like I say, I, I, I battled with this in my head on putting this in on the on the list because I suggest you don't try to dig your way out of the rubble. Um, main reason is you don't know the extent of the damage from the outside looking in. Um, and by you moving debris around, we don't know what's leaning on what at that point, And we don't know how sturdy things are and how loose things are. So if you move a wrong piece of wood or something, you could send the, what's holding up around you and your family. You could send that come crashing down on your family, causing um, more injuries or even death. So I suggest just um, wait. Wait it out for, for, for a little bit. Um one thing you can check on to see if your uh, area has a cert team. Um, if you've got cert, um, they will get to you. Um, usually, cert is on it pretty quick, and they um, can usually find you within a few hours, um, if not sooner. Um, they uh, we uh, ugh, we cert uh, volunteers. We do work. Uh, until we have swept every home in the uh, affected area. Um, if you've never heard of CERT, it uh, is FEMA's Community Emergency Response Team. Basically, we are the bridge between the community and first responders in emergencies. So what happens is the emergency happens. Um, CERT gets the call from the police department and the fire department. We get notified. We head to uh, base camp, wherever, wherever our location is. Grab our gear, hop in a team vehicles, and we head to the disaster area. And we show up. And while the police and the fire departments and the ambulances, they're all getting together and they're figuring out how they're going to handle everything. We are in the danger zone, in the hazardous zones, and we are going door to door or rebel to rebel. And we're yelling for people. Uh, And if we hear a response, we mark it and rescuers come and dig y'all out. So um, definitely find out if you've got a cert team around there and also it's it's something cool to join um it's, it's a great um group of people um all after the same cause and that's just um being there for our community um 
Now, all these pieces I have named uh, might not fully apply to you. All right. Um, you may not live in an area that has mosquitoes. I can't imagine a spot in America that does not have mosquitoes, but you might not eat off. Okay. Um, you might not need prescription drugs, you know, or contact stuff, you know. So not everything here may apply to you. Most of it, I guarantee, does, though. All right. Um, and, uh, like, yeah, this covers most areas. Um, I did post uh, a few different lists on the Facebook page. Um, and if you are not on our Facebook page, go over to Facebook, look us up at the Union Underground Podcast, uh, and like us on Facebook. Um, there's a picture of a smoking skull with a beard, wearing a toboggan with uh, cross axes, um, and it says the Union Underground. So go check that out. I think it's a, and then our, our email, the Union Underground Podcast at gmail.com is in the cover photo at the top of it. So go look us up, like us on Facebook. But anyways, I'm getting off subject here. Um, the list that I did post on our Facebook, um, those lists are geared towards if you have full usage of your home. Okay. Not for a 72 hour emergency kit in a, um, you're, you're trapped in your, in your home. All right. Um, now, uh, Today, everything, like I have said before, is uh, about uh, is a bit geared toward being trapped in a safe room, such as the center, um, as a such as a center room in your house, such as a closet, a bathroom, a laundry room, something like that, or maybe even a bedroom. Um, this is a scenario to where it is easy to practice drills with your family and give everyone that is old enough to take part a job to do, um, like round up pets. Open windows if time permits. Cause like I mentioned at the beginning of the show or the mini, beginning of all of this here, um, definitely want to get some windows open if you if, you, if time allows and it's safe enough to do so to create that ventil- ventilation system through the house so as the wind is shooting through, it doesn't do as much damage on the house, um, theoretically. Um, never seen it done. But uh, also someone to manage the little ones um, that, uh, that can't grab... Uh, Everyday items that you'll need, like your keys and phones. Um, so, uh, you know, definitely, you know, kids that are old enough to do jobs, um, you know, get them get them involved in it. You know, make a game out of it. You know, make it fun for them so that it's not such a panicky situation. Um, and also remember, parents, stay calm. Don't be freaking out on the kids and freaking out and, you know, oh, my God, we're going to die. Don't do that. Stay calm because the kids are feeding and the animals too are feeding off of your, um, your demeanor in that situation. Kids know when their parents are stressed. Animals definitely know when their owners are stressed. Um, also don't forget, um, for the little ones, personal safety net items, such as their favorite stuffed animal. My son has a puppy dog and my daughter has a lemur, a stuffed lemur. They have both had these things since they were born, and they will not part with them. Um, that's their security. Kids need their security, all right? I know we provide them security as parents, but those little things are their their personal security, too. So definitely don't forget their stuffed animal, their favorite stuffed animal, or their favorite blanket. I mean, it will make a world of difference to them in a crisis when they're scared. Um we all know 
Um, we have been told since grade school to go to the most center room of the house for cover. And like I said earlier about this, that's where you want to go. This does remain true today. Um, I actually, during my cert training, we were actually told a story about a family that hid in their uh, bathroom and it was in the center of the house. Um, tornado came through, ripped through town, passed over them. Um, when they opened the door to their bathroom, their house was gone. And the only thing that was left were the four walls and the roof on their bathroom and the foundation of the house. Um, so that was some God stuff right there watching down on them because I can't imagine anyone surviving something like that. That was amazing to me. Uh, so, uh, our plan is to hide in a center room, find your center room in your house. Um, and that is where you are naturally one going to want to keep your emergency kit, your 72 hour emergency kit. Um, please, please, please don't make the mistake like most have. I'm guilty of this myself. All right. Um, and some still do today and we want to change that, but, um, we don't want to make the mistake of keeping our supplies in different areas of the house, like the garage or the storage shed out back or in different rooms. Um, the whole point is wasted then. And this is not going to be a situation where you're going to want to, uh, learn from your mistakes. You know, we don't want to learn from our mistakes because, um, this is, uh, this could be the difference between, uh, life and death and our safety. So definitely keep everything together as a whole one unit. And, um, Keep it uh, in your safe room wherever you're going to go to for a, a, a tornado or a natural disaster. Um, now, as far as storage uh, for everything goes, like I said, it seems like a lot, but it's really not. So um, a simple large rubber tote that you can pick up at Walmart or Home Depot is um, good enough to store everything in. Everything will fit in there. Trust me, it will. Just a big rubber tote. Um, you're going to want to keep your flashlights on top of everything in your kit with your, uh, list that your, your checklist of everything. Uh, definitely keep the flashlights on top of everything for a uh, quick lighting. Cause, uh, chances are you're not going to have power at that point. And then it's, if it's nighttime for some reason, it seems like here in Texas, the only time we get tornadoes is at night. So you'd definitely be without power. It's going to be dark. So keep them flashlights on top of everything in your box. You can open it up, grab a flashlight, turn it on. Good to go. Um, your clothes and blankets can be rolled. Um, I like to call it military style because that's how they do it in the military to save space. Um, or even vacuum seal. Um, if you have a vacuum sealer, um, I have actually vacuum sealed clothes, uh, for, uh, more room and uh, luggage on trips and stuff with my family. So it, it does help. It does work. Uh, vacuum sealing, uh, just the small things, you know, like, an extra t-shirt, a couple of extra t-shirts, socks, underwear, stuff like that. Um, saves a lot of room in your kit. Um, as far as your water storage goes, um, I would suggest uh, store your jugs in a carbonated box um, and cover uh, your cases of water. If that's the route you're going to go, cover that with a blanket. Um, basically, what you're wanting to do is to uh, create a barrier between the light and your uh, jugs of Sorry, I thought I heard something. That might be me. 
and the chair. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, your uh, jugs of water and your cases of water. You'll want to create a barrier between the light and your jugs of water. Um, cardboard box for your uh, jugs or a blanket or and a blanket um, to go over your cases of water to prevent the light from uh, uh, hitting your water and stuff because if the light is left on um, over time, the uh, light will break down the minerals um, in the water. Um, it can actually make the water taste funny. Um, plus, if you keep it covered, it'll give your water a longer shelf life. Um, uh, but be sure to keep up with the dates on your water as well. Um, I've heard water can go bad, but I'm not a scientist. Um, I do keep water purification tablets in our kit, um, just because you never know. So, ooh, what button did I just hit and wiped out everything here? Sorry. Gotta love technology. Wrong button on this thing, and it's... Oh, there we go. I think. Wait. Yeah, there we go. All right, we're back. Um, yeah, so uh, keep your water covered. Prevent the light from uh, setting on it and wearing your, uh, breaking down the minerals and stuff in it. So that's going to get us set for another day in prepping. Phone keeps going off. I got to get out of here. Um, got stuff we got to do. I still got to go to the grocery store for the week. Um, but yes, guys, uh, uh, remember, uh, you, uh, tongue tied again. I should work on that. Um, remember, don't feel the need to rush out and buy everything at once. Not necessary. Uh, being fully prepared does not, uh, happen overnight. It does not happen in a week or two. It does not happen after a month. It takes time. Um, I just hope we have enough time for many more shows and to get ready for come whatever may. Um, don't break the bank. Don't get yourself in debt trying to prep. It'll all come together, I promise. It's, it's, it, it's, just takes a minute. All right. Uh, once again, don't forget questions, comments, suggestions. Uh, want to request a topic or maybe you want to be a guest on the show and come in and talk about stuff. I am fully open to that. I wish y'all would, honestly. Um, I would love to chat and converse about prepping and your ideas versus my ideas and learn from you and everything, guys. So I'm I'm not, um, this is not a huge big outfit here. This is just me in a little bitty room with uh, my podcast recorder board, my laptop, and a microphone. That's it. I'm not no fancy schmancy studio setting up in some high-rise tower in downtown, you know, big city USA. I'm sitting in my home in a back room at an old table with just this stuff. That's it. It's nothing fancy. So if you want to be on this show, by all means, reach out to me. Get me on Facebook. You can text me if you got my number or email me at the Union Underground Podcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, be sure to like and share us on Facebook and Parlor. Uh, once again, we are not on Twitter, we're not on Instagram, and we are not on MeWe or any other social media platform because it is just too much to keep up with. Um, don't forget to follow or subscribe to the show on whichever platform you are listening on for the newest shows uploads uh, and for when it happens. This show is actually going to get uploaded here very shortly, and y'all will be listening to it. 
Um, we are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. A uh, huge thank you again for listening to the show and to everyone that has marked us as your favorite. I see those marks of liking us as favorite, so thank you for that there. Uh, so that's it for today. One love. Stay safe and vigilant. Take care of yourselves and remember, we're here. We're ready. We are the Union Underground. Bye.